podcast is you. Okay, okay, okay. Big man, you want to hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Yo, dígame. You kidding me on what, man? I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes, pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man, do the Podbean app. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports Season 7 Oh shit, that's my time Good Woo Shit That was a long one Evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Marty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one knowing talent, Thomas Taylor. It is another Enfuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It is February, February. It is December 22nd, folks. As you can tell by my personal attire, we are just about three days away from Christmas, and I am already in the Christmas spirit, man. I can't even tell you guys how much I'm in the Christmas spirit. Uh, but you know what though? I think I'm gonna tell you guys how much I'm in the Christmas spirit because I, I really am. I really am feeling this the, the holidays. If, if you know what I'm saying, folks. We got a big show for you as always, folks. They said we was gonna have like highs of highs of 80. Lows today was around like 52 degrees. It was nice and breezy outside, right, folks? We're gonna get into a whole lot. We got t- we we got Taylor's out here balling. Yeah, we know we're gonna tell start off with a little bit of the namesake today. We're gonna get into that. We got the Pacers clinching the playoffs. We got Tampa Bay getting shut out. We got Tom Brady being shut out. You thought Tom Brady was good? Yo, fuck Tom Brady, right? It hurts so good in Philly. I don't want to say that I told you so, but I really did think that I kept on mentioning something about a certain guy doing a certain something in a certain place, and you guys kept on looking at your boy like he was a little off kilter. But now what you gotta say for yourself now, but it hurts so good up in Philly, right? And not just in Philly, but apparently in LA, the cup running is over. We gotta get into that. We got the Jets game to talk about, right? And I don't even care about talking about the Jets game. I just gotta tell you that I was at the Jets game. I gotta tell you about my personal experience. Right, we got Big Ben out here leveling up. Of course, you know we got some Lex talk. We got some blue chew. Ooh, we we got COVID again doing whatever the hell COVID it is. Kofi back? Is Kofi kicks them back? Oh shoot, it looked like Kofi is back. 
folks. And also, not only is Kobe, not only is Kofi Kingston back in WWE, we have Lance Stevenson back in the NBA. And oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We also got the the the, the cooker Kyrie, the pressure cooker Kyrie Irving, also back, folks. We have all that and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast today. But you know what's going on, Taz? How you doing, sweetheart? You know what we already say here on the podcast. Regardless of the time, and regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up and get talking. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic flex on a one time take my T sports Woo! Woo! man it's always good when we get to, we get a chance to talk we get the chance to pot and talk some sports it's another beautiful day down here in the, in in South and down here in South Florida. I ain't I ain't gonna lie. It, like it was a little crisp. Like the weather was a little crisp. It was a little breezy. You understand? Like like not that like, cover girl kind of breezy, but it was a little breezy out there. You know what I mean? Maybe had to put on some 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 ankle socks. Had had to cover the ankles up. I'm just saying like the ankles was exposed out there. It was making making me feel a little a little a little chilly out there. But shit was good. Now, I don't know if you guys know, right? I don't know if you guys know, right? One of my one of my side hustles that I also deliver for Amazon. And before we get into the birthday part, I just got to tell you, right? That this time of year, for some odd reason, I shouldn't say for some odd reason, this time of year, while working for Amazon, it puts a very special smile on my face. Because in the back of my head, all I think about is that I am directly delivering people's Christmas presents to them. Like, I am really directly delivering smiles and happiness and joy into homes. Like, I'm out here getting my black Santa on. That's what I'm trying to say. Hashtag black Santa. That's your boy. Look at me up. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, am, I, am, I am literally doing Santa's work out here. And anytime I think about that shit, that shit puts me like, I can't remember... It ain't too often, you know, as an adult, right? You don't really get into this. Sometimes yeah, you, you have to find that thing that really get puts you in that Christmas spirit. Well, that's been the thing that's been putting me in the Christmas spirit, knowing that I am directly influencing the homes of families, little boys, little girls, children all over all over the world, and I'm bringing them smiles, I'm bringing them their toy, I'm bringing them that thing that they have been, they've been trying to be good for and wishing for their whole entire year. And honestly, and if you're delivering right now and you ain't feeling that kind of way, Dad, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right now that you that that you're a mean one, Mrs. Grinch. That you're an evil, conniving skunk. Like you made me lose my erection. You're the picture of imperfection, Mrs. Grinch. I wouldn't fuck you with a, a ten and a half foot pole. I'm just saying, get your shit together. That's all I'm saying. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, you guys ready over there? Let's go ahead and open up this room and start this birthday party. Hey, yo, drop that beat for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know how we go there. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah. Check it, check it. Yeah. Because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Check it. Check it, yeah. Check it, check it. Why go out, honey? 
So guys, you already know how it is. If you if you know anybody that had a, anybody that had a birthday yesterday, anybody got a birthday today, you go ahead and you drop their names in the, in the in the rooms. Listen, only for yesterday and today. Don't be cheating and trying to give me no birthdays from last week. Don't be trying to cheat and be like, hey yo, my homeboy's birthday's on Friday. I got a Friday show for that. Right? But if you got somebody that had a birthday yesterday And also somebody got a birthday today You go ahead and you drop their names to me You drop their names in the comments And I will go ahead and give them a birthday shout out here on the podcast But for right now Folks we got the birthday party getting ready to start And right now we got the birthday boy and the birthday girl But we got the birthday boys coming in there to the room And you see them getting there Check it, check it, yeah Check it, check it, yeah Right? So I want to say happy birthday to one J.B. Cool. Now, if I have done my research properly, J.B. Cool happens to be somebody that I met in the wrestling circus while I was ring announcing for Platinum Pro Wrestling. And folks, don't you, you guys stay tuned because you know it's been a while since we talked about an event that Platinum Pro Wrestling has. So you know one is coming up. You know one is coming up in January. You know they have their season's beatings around the third week of every January. So listen out for that. Matches are probably going to be coming up soon. As soon as I find out something, you'll find out something. And hopefully I see JB Cool out there out there in the wrestling circuit again. So I want to say happy birthday to the one JB Cool. Also want to say happy birthday to Bobby Giovanni. Bobby Giovanni happens to be the step bro bro. Right? Basically, it's my... Sister, step bro, bro, no, 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 I, I even know how to explain it. The bro-in-law, bro, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, like, like, he happens to be my sister-in-law's brother, right, brother, how do you even, you need to work out those numbers, right, but, I tell you, that's the only birthdays we got, right, after that long hiatus and get all those birthdays in from the, from the last podcast, this is the only birthdays we got for this podcast, right, so I want to say happy birthday to JB Cool. I want to say happy birthday to Bobby Giovanni. We hope you guys party hard. Hope you enjoy everything. Hope you regret nothing. But more importantly, we hope you continue to stay. My ah 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 ah. No, let me stop playing. My T. Woo. And while you guys are here, don't forget to check out the Mighty Sports Podcast, folks. You can catch the Mighty Sports Podcast basically anywhere that you listen to podcast at. It's real simple. Tell your smart speaker. Hey, yo, play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast. I know it's a small speaker, but you have to spell it out for it, right? You have to tell it, MYT Sports Podcast. And if you got Google Play, you, if you got if you got Spotify, if you got if you if you got any one of those listening listening devices that you stream podcasts at, it's gonna go ahead and pull it up for you. It may even ask you, hey, oh, oh, that's somebody else. They may even ask you, hey, do you want to make this your preferred listening to for podcast? You want to say, hey, you want to like, you want to listen, you want to subscribe. But you can't, because now can you listen to the podcast, right? You can also watch the podcast, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's on Facebook, whether that's on Twitch, you can do that shit too, right? You can find archives anywhere. You can catch me on my website, mytsports.net. You can catch me on the app, the WES, the WESN app. You can catch us there as well. If you want to catch the show live, folks, every other Wednesday, we are live from Sharkies. You can catch us there as well. Starting from the first Wednesday in January, that is. <laughs> right? Folks, Money Sports Podcast. Well, we're like American Express. We're everywhere that you, anywhere that you spend cheese at. Or anywhere that you want to free. Like I'm just saying, that's, that's, that's what we do here. That's what we do here in the Mighty Sports Podcast. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, go ahead and cut that beat. I think we're done here with the birthday celebrations, right? <sighs> but you know what that means. But you know what that means, really.
You really and truly know what that means. That we're not gonna miss a beat. We're gonna transition. We're gonna hit. We we gonna bob left. We gonna bob right. We're gonna come underneath, and we gonna hit them with that next talk. That next talk. You know we got that next talk. That next talk. Even when we beat back. Even when we lose to the bad teams, or we beat the bad teams' breaks, we got that next talk. That next talk. Because whether the win is for real or that win is for fake, we got that next talk. That next talk. Because when you and in the house of Knicks, all Knicks talk shall come to light. None of it shall prosper in the dark. And that's why we have that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. Folks, the New York Knicks currently, as it stands, have not changed their position since the last time that we spoke. They are currently still the fifth team. Yes, folks, the fifth team. Yes, the fifth. I'm not going to let Bookham help me out on this, but I don't think I'm going to need his help. But yes, folks, they are still the fifth team in their division. As it currently stands right now, they are the 12th team in the conference. Look on the outside of the postseason, right behind Atlanta. And folks, we're going to have a little bit more Atlanta talk to talk about here on the podcast, folks. And not Atlanta football, which, which, we, which we know that we absolutely hate everything that my, Matt, that goes on with Matt Ryan. But no, folks, we actually going to maybe even talk about a little bit a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit of some Atlanta basketball talk. Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Yo, the streets is talking. I, can't, I got nothing to do with that, right? Bing bong. So, let's start off, right? New York Knicks currently have a record of 14 and 17, right? Sitting around like 45% on winning percentage. Now, the New York Knicks are just like about every other team right now in the sports world. Not just the NBA, not just the NFL, not just Major League Baseball if they were playing right now, not just NHL, but all of the sports entities right now are having COVID go rampant through their leagues. The NBA is no different, and neither is the New York Knicks, folks. Currently, as it stands, it looks like basically the whole entire Knicks young squad is dealing with COVID. I feel like they were all partying together. You know what I mean? They over here doing that ju- that Justin Timberlake. It's not gay if it's in the three-way. It's okay if it's in the three-way. Like, they must have been doing something because Emmanuel quickly got COVID. RJ Barry got COVID. Al... Um, 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 Deuce McBride got COVID. Um, Quentin Grimes got COVID. Ob Toppins got COVID. That's five of your young squad right there alone. The only person not catching COVID with them is Mitchell Robinson, which kind of tells me that Mitchell Robinson may not be invited to play in these reindeer games all the time with his goofy ass. But you know what Mitchell Robinson do? His goofy ass happened to have one of his lucky garbage can get to steak ass games last night, folks. Against the Detroit Pistons, nothing. Detroit basketball. I got something to tell you guys about that a little bit later. <laughs> Your boy got no goddamn sense whatsoever, folks. But you wouldn't be here listening to the podcast. If you thought I had any sense, no, 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 no. You come here for some sports, but you really here for the mighty chaos. And I'm gonna make sure I get action to you every step of the way. Hey, yo!
New York Knicks are as injury written as it's about any other team, right? And what this has done, this has put the Knicks in a conundrum, right? It has put them in a hard spot. It has put them in a pickle. They didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock was thrown at their motherfucking head because they made a hard choke. They made a hard line in the sand and that shit got washed away by misbelief. And folks, it looks like Charlotte Fleur is about to be hit with some pie in the face. Look at that, folks. I wouldn't mind me having Liv Morgan hit me with her pie in her face. Oh, no, that's not Liv Morgan. That's Tony Storm. My bad. I wouldn't mind Tony Storm hitting me with her pie in her face. Well, hitting me with my, um, her pie in my face either. <laughs> now, the hard, the hard line in the sand that the New York Knicks did was was decided that they wanted to bench Kimber Walker. And in the benching of Kimber Walker, they they went they went ahead and they doubled down by saying that Kimber Walker doesn't even belong in the starting lineup. Right or in not the starting lineup, but my bad in the rotation. Now him not being in the rotation brought us a lot of a lot of talk. It, it, it allowed us it allowed us a lot of conjecture. Right, it gave us a lot of hot topics to go ahead and discuss. And what what really it was that we were kind of shocked that they couldn't find a role for Kimber Walker, given that the fact that Kimber Walker is a pro's pro, and we were reminded that Kimber Walker is a pro pro when he was asked the very question about his venture, and he answered it in such a way that made New York Knicks fans like, you know what, just let him stay on the bench. You know what, like like let, let him do what let let him do what 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 um 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 Udonis 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 Haslam UD. What Udonis Haslam does in Miami. That's that's how much they fell in love with because that was the kind of leadership that you want to hear. That, that's, 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 that's what you want to hear from a veteran in the league. That's the kind of thing that you want to hear from somebody that sets an example for young players. That's what you want to hear from your vet because as it as currently stands right now, Kimber Walker is the vet to these guys in the locker room. Now, they have, they've had a couple of vets in the past. What's going on, T-Berg? How, how you doing? How, how, how you doing? Tell your son to work on that, on that thing for me. He knows what I'm talking about. Time is cutting close. We got like we got like nine days left. He needs to work on that thing. So Kimber Walker, whether he um he is a he is the vet to these guys. Now these guys have had different levels of vet, right? At one time they had Julius Randle as their elder statesman, right? But he was an elder statesman acting as their vet. Later on, they would get Taj Gibson and they would get Derrick Rose, who would come in and there and start acting as their vet. But their true vet is going to be in how Kimball Walker has has treated being benched and then brought back into the starting lineup. Not only was he a professional when he was benched, he was even a bigger professional when he came back into the lineup because he showed the New York Knicks organization. He reminded his teammates. He reminded the whole entire basketball world that you know what? I still got some skirt skirt left in these sneaks and if you put it in my hand if you put the rock in my hand i guarantee you every once in a while you can come out and say that i am bowling and that's kind of what he did the other night folks the last two nights at that, we saw Kimber Walker inserted back into the starting lineup. But I explained to you the amount of individuals that the New York Knicks do not have. The New York Knicks are so injury ridden that they got guys like Selden coming in and getting himself a two-way 10-day contract, folks. We're going to talk about a 10-day contract that has been signed by somebody. He's a, he, I mean, it has a little New York flavor to it. And I'm telling you, folks, this guy, right here as happy to see him back in the league it just sucks where the fuck he had to go back to but we're gonna be 
privilege of seeing him very soon. All right, teaser. I'm just gonna let you sit on that just a little bit, right? Now, you see Kimba Walker came out, drops 21 points. He dropped 20 plus points in, in, in the previous game. Him and Alex Burke have, not Alex Burke, not Alex Burke. Him and Evan Fournier have both put up really good offensive games in the last two games. Now, this last game resulted in a W. The, la the game before this, you could, they did not get that W. Now, part of that reason is because they are playing the 5-25 Detroit Pistons. Detroit Basketball! That is being led by a young, and I do mean a very young, squad young draft pick cunningham joseph bay you know what i mean like like that whole entire squad is filled with youngsters and what you saw in this game and stop me when i tell a lie what you saw in this game was the new york knicks take advantage of a bad team to try to get back on track which is what you should do and a guy like mitchell robinson who you just heard us talk on the last podcast Saying that it is about time for him to go. It's about time for him to leave. It's about time for him to sk skedaddle. And, and because I'm, I, I don't know if he's that guy. But what you did see from him was come off the bench. He's working himself back into shape. And he took advantage again of a Detroit team that he's used to have to battle a whole lot harder in the paint to get rebounds and to get buckets. When this team no longer has Andre Drummond. I'm not telling the joke here. When this team no longer has Andre Drummond on that team to go ahead and eat up 22 boards like he does sometimes against the Knicks and against Mitchell Robinson or to put Mitchell Robinson in, in foul trouble as Mitchell Robinson comes off the bench before us. He had a really good game. He had a solid game. But also, you see Mitchell Robinson You see Mitchell Robinson being the benefactor the same way that guys like Tyson Chandler, the same way that guys like DeAndre Aiden, the same guys like DeAndre Jordan, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the guys like JaVale McGee benefit from having true point guards like IE Chris Paul with them. Where they're allowed to work in the pick and roll at any time that and, and after too many times of that point guard hitting that floater or punishing you in the mid-range, we got, we got some mid-range talk coming up again. Punishing you in the mid-range, then you start to the big man starts to cheat a little. And the moment that big man starts to cheat, then you start to get punished another way. And the way that you get punished now is in the lob over the top where Mitchell Robinson, where Mitchell Robinson flurries at, flourishes at. Now, now we seen him put up, I think it was eight for nine at one point in time. I don't know if that's where he finished at. I don't have his final numbers up in front of him. I'll get it up in a second now. Don't get it twisted. But this is part of the reason why, like I said, just last game, just last podcast, we were talking about him having a shooting of 71 field goal percentage. But that is because he's not doing post moves. He's not he's not doing fadeaways. He's not doing hook shots. Everything he shoots is a dunk. It's at the rim. It's basically within eight feet. You don't even need elbow room. So Mitchell Robinson goes on and he has himself a blast of a game. The kind of game that would make some Knicks fans and be like, see, you need to apologize about Mitchell Robinson. Look at him, he's bowling. He just need to get himself back in shape. And I don't give two flying fucks. 
If Mitchell Robinson was going on, Mark, I see, my, I see one of my co-hosts finally making it into the room. If Mitchell Robinson cannot turn himself into a Rudy Goldberg or a Tyson Chandler kind of player under the tutelage of Tom Thibodeau, while also being mentored by a vet like Taj Gibson, you're never going to get it together, son. Because it's already looking like one Obi Toppin is already surpassing you into the understanding of the game. Now, granted, you guys are about the same age, even though Obi Toppin just came into the league. Actually, I think Obi Toppin still be maybe like two, three years older than him. Mark, how you doing? See you in the podcast. What up, what up, what up? So, now the New York Knicks are doing... Oh, they can't hear me, can they? You know what that means. Right? The New York Knicks... Are slowly working themselves into a problem. It's a good problem, but it's going to be a problem. And the problem will only get heightened based on the stubbornness of one Tom Thibodeau. And let me explain. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a quick commercial break and we will explain to you in just a moment on the Knicks are while the Knicks are on the crossroad and why a lot of this is gonna depend on Tom Thibodeau's stubbornness. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Right have this commercial break. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Fucking right I did. Damn right. Hell yeah. Fuck. What's going on, paparazzi? You, you caught us just in time. I'm over here doing a little bit of Knicks talk. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host and one and only talent throw my Taylor. Right? Thank you guys for listening as we continue to get back into the show. Now, as I was saying, <clears throat> the New York Knicks are actually in a very weird spot. It's a good spot, but it's a bad spot. Because it could turn complete shit depending on the stubbornness of one Tom Thibodeau. If you've watched the Knicks from the last couple of weeks, you and you may end up actually realize the New York Knicks are sneaky deep. We've seen this now as COVID starts to trample through the league and especially the Knicks, right? A- including the Knicks. <laughs> Can you hear me now, Mark? Let's see here. Can you? Yep, they can hear me now. Perfect. 
What's going on, Mark? Welcome to the podcast. I've muted you for half a second. Sound like you had a little background noise, but but unmute yourself whenever you are ready. But I'm about to play your little, you know, what I mean. I am, I am, I am Mark 350. I am, I am, I am Mark 350. I am, I am, I am Mark 350. I am, I am. Hey, right. So, if you've paid attention to the Knicks, you actually can see the, the New York Knicks are actually very sneaky deep. And if you also look at it, not only are they deep, they can honestly be, they can honestly be separated into almost two different categories, right? You have a whole entire squad that is filled with veteran players, right? From the point guard position all the way up to the center position. And then you have a whole, then you have a whole other squad that is built just off of be- off of off of rookies and young players from the point guard up to the center and we're seeing with covid right guys like Quentin Grimes and Deuce and Deuce McBride getting the opportunity and you're seeing them balling You've seen you've seen Obi Toppin before his um before COVID before he got sent to COVID program. You saw him starting to come along more. We've seen even young guys like Sims come in. You know what I mean? When we needed more help in the big man position, when we were losing when, when we when we were losing Mitchell Robinson, Nurse Noel, and also Taj Gibson. The New York Knicks actually has scary good depth. Now in lies the problem. What will they do with this death? Because like Dan Tony, Tom Tibbet Tom Thibodeau does not like to go deep into his bench. And because he doesn't like to go deep into his bench, you have a lot of players that don't get burned that we can honestly see right now because of COVID that may they may deserve minutes. And not only do they deserve not only do they deserve minutes, it also now brings the brings the baffling question. You have guys like Derrick Rose, Kimber Walker, Taj Gibson. Nursing Noel, Alex Burke, and Mitchell Robinson that are all injury prone. That you would think that having this death would be a benefit to you so that you don't have to wear these guys to their last string, their last hamstring, their last ligament, to their last breath. That you can actually bring in an, infu- an infusion of y- of that young talent to help give these guys that rest, that need rest, because their bodies don't always hold out through the left of a 82-game season. Why are you playing some of these guys 38 minutes, 41 minutes, 42 minutes, 45 minutes, when you have all of these young guys on the bench twiddling their thumbs? Tweet, 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 So, Tosh, so Tibbs is is going to be faced with a hard decision. 
Like you're gonna have to start using some of these young guys. And guess what? You just got hit even harder. Because what did I just say? I was surprised that some of these young guys didn't get burned so you could preserve the health of the guys that needed it. Not just your older guys, the Taj Gibsons, the the the, the Derek Roses, the Nelson Noels. But just guys that are injury prone. Like your like your young your young center, Mitchell Robinson. But now you see what all of these unnecessary minutes, all of these uncounted minutes, un, you know, these minutes that your brain wasn't registering you playing when you first came into the when you first came into the season. Derek Rose is now out with an ankle injury. Because once again, a Nataj Gibson, sorry, a Natom Thibodeau. Derrick Rose is being pushed a little too hard. And now he's out with his ankle injury. And now he's going to be gone for eight weeks. What's going on, Mark? What you said? Parker is balling. Who's balling? For like 12 minutes. <laughs> Kemba. Uh, well, Kemba balled all game. Kind of, he kind of balled all games. Like, take your hate away from here. You over here just hating. <laughs> he balled for twelve minutes. <laughs> That's why nobody's talking about Brooklyn. <laughs> they're the number one team in the East, eh? and they get and they're getting no love and no burn. So you gotta, you gotta now with no Derrick Rose. It's gonna you. You gonna have to see now. Okay, who's gonna get these minutes? You have the bodies for it. You have Kemba Walker. You have Emmanuel Quickly. You have Deuce McBride. You even have Alex Burke, who you brought into the starting lineup to replace him already. But you're starting to see, right? With Alex Burke was balling when he was the primary ball handler. Now, since Kemba Walker has come back, you're starting to see Alex Burke not look so impressive. It's going to be really interesting. To me, to figure out or to see what Tibbs does with his lineup moving forward. Because you, you can see now that you have the depth. And I, for one, like I think more, like as most, as, as most Knicks fans feel, I want to see them go deeper. Pause. But I do want to see him. I, I, I want to see them go deeper into their rotation. Go deeper into your lineup. You have all of this young talent for a reason. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. Nobody. I, I, I know we love the Knicks and all that shit, right? All Knicks fans. But we ain't really watching the Knicks to see Derrick Rose play. We ain't really watching the Knicks to see Nurse Noel play. We ain't watching the Knicks to even really see Julius Randle play. We ain't watching this to see Taj Gibson get one block, no points, no rebounds, no steals, no assists, all fucking game. We ain't watching for that. We're watching to see Emmanuel quickly go 7 for 28 if he has to, but start to pick up the game. We want to see Obi Toppin go and dunk on people's head, give them straight headaches. I love it when you give me head, but I hate it when you give me headaches. We want to see... What Deuce McBride looks like. We want to see Quentin Grimes in that quick release and that sweet shot looking like a young Allen Houston out there. Talking, you know what I mean? To get a little shout out to the lighter side of sports. We want to see that. Especially when we fucking losing. 
But even when we're winning, we wanted to see that because you have the death. So when COVID is over, or when these guys come back from COVID protocol, I don't want to see these little short eight-man rotations anymore. I don't want to see these nine-man rotations. Because you know what? You know what real championship teams do? They play all the way down to the 12th man on their roster. At least through the regular season. Because that's when those guys build up all their confidence and build up all their experience and they start being like, oh, okay, I've been in this situation. Now when I get called in in game five of a playoff and my team is down by 12, I've, I've been here before in the regular season. I come, I get to my spot, I hit a, I hit a couple of threes, I play defense. Next thing you know, it's a, it's a four-point game. This is what I came here to do. I've been here before. I recognize the situation. I understood the assignment. But they can't get that experience if you don't play them they can't help you if you don't play them so the new york knicks are gonna have to start playing these young guys because that's what championship teams actually do now when they get to the playoffs these championship teams may now shorten their roster then to maybe an eight-man rotation a nine-man rotation and if maybe somebody in that eight nine man rotation happens to go out or needs or needs or, or is in foul trouble or needs rest, then you bring in those guys or they're just not cooking that night. They're just not feeling. Then you bring in one of those other guys and now have been here before, and now they get burned. What you don't do is is that is have that guy there not playing all year, and then in an elimination playoff game you go ahead and you put him against Trey Young in, in, in one in a one possession game. And expect them to recognize the scenario. Expect them to be warmed up. Not just in that game, but through, but for the season. Expect them to be in a, in a rhythm. That's the other thing that's missing. Is that when you don't give them that natural playing time, they're not in rhythm. And we all know that rhythm is a dancer. It can happen anywhere. So you're gonna want to try to get these guys in here. Young, old, start, bench, it doesn't really matter. Now, the New York Knicks, they have a game tomorrow. And then after that, folks, is the day that we've all been waiting for. Where all I want for Christmas is brew. I'm going to be drinking my ass off and watching basketball. <laughs> I'm going to be stuffing my face. I just found out I 100% will not be working that day. I, I Listen, I ain't going to lie. There was a part of me in the back of my head. I was hoping I could catch a little bit of work that day because I knew I knew the pay was going to be good. Like I don't mind going out real quick for five hours and possibly making, you know, $150 plus, you know, for real quick. Like, I don't mind that shit. Maybe a little bit more. Five hours making anywhere between 150 to 250 on that day. That's what I was hoping for, but they're not gonna be open that day. So I got I got I gotta just deal with 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 the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I think I'm doing a podcast Friday. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. 
Because if we're talking about me doing a podcast at around this time on Christmas Eve, I know too many Spanish people. I'm going to be partying with my Puerto Rican brethren most likely. Yeah. So, podcast on Friday? Keep a loose ear for that. Put it this way. If I'm doing a podcast on Friday, that means I didn't do th- anything that Friday night. Which I'm a little bit I'm gonna be a little upset about. I'm gonna be a little bit I'm gonna be a little depressed. Right? But that just means we're gonna be here. And we and we and we get to go do our damn thing. And that means that means when we come back, when we come back on Monday, Monday's gonna be a thriller. Monday's gonna be a hell of a thriller. Right? So we know we have the Christmas Day games um, coming up pretty soon. But before we talk about the Christmas Day games, right? Let's talk about some of the people that are that are coming back for Christmas. Right? Just in time for Christmas. Like it's like the it's like the ghost of basketball Christmas past came and gave us individuals that we thought we have forgotten about. I don't know where to start here. Now, they, both of these guys have a little bit of New York flavor to them. First one on the list. Let's talk about the one that I think that everybody kind of knows. Everybody's been hearing about by now. The most popular one, right? Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Lance Steve, yes, folks, you you heard me right. The more the more popular one. Out of, okay. <laughs> Lance Stevenson. Now is this now Lance Stevenson, folks? As you go, as you guys know, is a Brooklyn native. He does his dance. He does his dance. You know what I mean? He's the guy that I that that I always say that he is built in the same prototype. And you have to understand what I'm saying here. The same prototype as LeBron James. He just does it at a much lower level. But he is in the same prototype with the skill set. That That's he why he blew in his ear. <laughs> with the skill set that he has. Now, Lance Stevenson, after years of being out of the league, we've we, you've heard us talk about him now for the last couple of years on the podcast. Been balling overseas, right? He went the Stephon Marbury route, and he was and, and he was and he was balling in Asia. Then. When the NBA G League did their reconstruction, right? He made it into the G League this year. He was averaging over 20 plus points in the G League, killing it, straight slaver. Right? Looking like the dude from like from, from Saved by the Bell. He was a complete AC slayer. Right? Now he gets called up to the NBA. Back into the NBA. Again. Due to COVID protocol. So Kimba Walker returns into the NBA due to COVID. And now we got... You know how much New York flavor this is we talking about here? It's coming back into the NBA because of COVID? Where's Rayford Alston? Somebody go call him back up. (laughs) A.K.A. Skip to my Lou for those that don't know. A.K.A. And one mixtapes for those that don't know. A.K.A. the shorts that you see in Walmart for those that don't know. A.K.A. go watch that shit on YouTube if you don't know. Because if you don't know, then you young as fuck (laughs) in the basketball world. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But they gave us back, COVID gave us back Kimba. 
Then, now they give us back Lance Stevenson. Now, it just sucks where Lance Stevenson is being signed to. As we talk about the Christmas day, right? And, and him being a nice little gift. I guess it's more of a gift for him and his home town of Brooklyn, New York, of New York. Maybe for his family. Because within his first three games, he comes back home, folks. And he is going to be in the Christmas Day games. Playing for the Atlanta Hawks. That's the only part about it, folks. He is playing for the Atlanta Hawks because Trey Young is out. So Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! So he's coming in. He's he's taking. And as as you guys know, if you watch Lance Stevenson, Lance Stevenson is a, is a, is a good ball handling, and he has some good primary ball handling skills. And if you and if you can keep him guided, focused, and put him into a decent role, and or put him into, in, into the role that he is meant for, he can do some really good work with the ball in his hand as well as off the ball. And and it looks like he's going to be taking over um some of the ball handling duties for Trey Young while Trey Young also goes through COVID protocol. So while listen, so COVID giveth and it taketh. And listen, if COVID has to and if the world wants to take away Trey Young to give me Lance Stevenson, it's okay, world. Take Trey Young away from me. I don't care. But get, if, you, if, you give, if you're taking away Trey to give me Lance, I'm taking that trade all day long. I am taking that trade in life. In life, that is. In life. In life. In life. In life. Of, Tra of Lance Stevenson over Trey Young. Actually, I'll even take Lance Stevenson over Trey Young on the basketball court. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm just saying. You put you put them together in a one on one, and I think Lance Stevenson will cook them, cook them. I'm telling you right now, Lance Stevenson is cooking them. If they're going to eleven, the score is going to be eleven to four, and that's only because Trey Young managed to get off two three pointers, so they counted for two apiece. Ones and twos, baby, by ones and twos. So yes, folks, we are going to get. Lance Stevenson back, but unfortunately he plays for the enemy. He plays for the Atlanta Hawks. So, at least I know one thing. Before, I didn't have a reason to watch the Atlanta Hawks. Now I have a reason to watch the Atlanta Hawks because Lance Stevenson is back. And you've noticed since Lance Stevenson has been back that the Atlanta Hawks have been slowly climbing up in the rankings. I'm telling you right now, if they sign Lance Stevenson to a contract for the whole entire year, the Atlanta Hawks are going to win the East. Because that's the Lance Stevenson effect. I'm still mad that Lance didn't get his championship ring. Lance should have, Stevenson should have been on that LA Lakers team that got that ring. You could have Actually, you could use him now. All those old bodies you got there in LA. Can't nobody run up and down the court. Listen, your young center can't even run down the court. He's injury prone. He Listen, as, as of right now, Anthony Davis, as far as availability goes, ain't no better than Mitchell Robinson. In availability. In that ability only. They are the same. They are the same. Also on Christmas, folks. Right? For the Christmas Day games. We are also going to get another New York native, folks. The, the least more popular out of these three New York names I just mentioned. 
And that is, well, at least these last two of Lance and now this guy I'm about to mention. And that is also one Kyrie Irvin. Folks, yes, folks, Kyrie Irvin is said to be making a return to the NBA this season after it was after it, he was basically. Now I don't want to say it was in a it was a silent protest, but he just wasn't buying into the COVID vaccination the way that some individuals are, and he didn't want to get it. And if you can't be vaccinated, the NBA was not going to allow you to play half the. Actually, the NBA wasn't gonna it wasn't, it wasn't gonna say shit to be honest with you. It, the the Brooklyn Nets wasn't going to allow Kyrie Irving to disgrace the game and put out a bad showing of having Kyrie Irving only play half the games. But now, since there is... Hardship and extenuating circumstances... Now all the rules are off. We're throwing everything out. We're throwing everything out of the window. People who couldn't play, they're playing now. You're overseas. You're in the G League. Come on down. You're the next contestant on get this ten day contract, right? And Kyrie Irving is also in line with that. The Brooklyn Nets are going to reinstate Kyrie Irving and allow him to play in all away games. So New York, you won't see Kyrie play in New York. So for Christmas. For Christmas, how can I say this? I think there's only really one way to really say this. And that is... I do humbly apologize or... There's supposed to be more to that. Where's the rest of that? Where's the rest of that? Sorry, B. Okay, now can we get that? Can we piece it together? Get that front part with the back part? Sorry, B. There we go. There is no Kyrie Irving on Christmas Day for you to witness. Because the Lakers are coming into town and they're playing in Brooklyn. And Kyrie can't play in New York games. So while, like I said, COVID is also going through the Brooklyn Nets, and Kevin Durant is going with his own injury, his own ankle injury as as at, at that as well. So we're not going to see Kyrie Irving on Christmas. But Kyrie Irving is now back into the NBA, playing the playing away games for right now until COVID is no longer decimating the Brooklyn Nets roster like it's decimating many teams out there. It's funny, right? As we as we as we talk about Kyrie Irving, we talk about Kyrie Irving, we talk about Kevin Durant and some of these other individuals, right? Last show on the podcast, we started talking about individuals in the mid-range game. And I mentioned to you that the guys that are truly ballers, right? The guys that we talk about in the up in the upper echelons of the league, right? The MVP candidates and things like that. They're not only good in the three-point line, but they're also really efficient in the mid-range. And 
it's that efficiency in the mid-range that really puts them over the top because it's the portion of the game that kind of gets overlooked because everybody hyper-focuses on dunks and three-pointers. That, that why you, why, when you're getting cooked in the mid-range, you're so used to overlooking it, you don't even register it. And we pointed out how the good players are good in the mid-range. Well, if good players are good in the mid-range, that, that means that bad players are bad in the mid-range. We talked about Julius Randle being a B player. Well, Julius Randle is one of the highest mid-range attempting players in the league. Amongst a couple other people, right? DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Curry, you know, a bunch of people. Bradley Beal, right? Slew of the individuals. Well, out of the 20 individuals that take the most mid-range shots, Julius Randle is dead last in field goal percentage, making 26 percent of his mid-range field goals so i ask you knicks fans when they're talking about the lineup and how everybody is fitting and how kimball walker and evan fournier weren't well kimball walker really wasn't getting the numbers in right and and the defense wasn't there but how much better off is julius Randle making the team this year because whatever Julius Randle thought he was last year, he didn't come into this year with. And maybe mentally he thought that maybe he can take a... He can ease, and you know Not mentally he probably thought. Mentally. As you know, he thought. Because he basically came out and said it. He thought that coming into this season, based on the fact that he has more help, that he can ease off a little bit. <clears throat> and I think that glitch in his, in his psyche... Is bringing out the worser habits back in his game. Excuse me, I'm choking here. <coughs> Munchkin, I need your help. <coughs> huh? Oh, grab me a beer and a water, please, and bring it upstairs. Tell her to grab me a beer and a water and bring it upstairs. Thank you. Choking up here. <coughs> so Julius Randle happens to be one of the worst mid-range shooters in the league. Was he one of the worst mid-range shooters in the league based off based off of based off attempts last year? No. He was actually one of the better difficult shot makers in the league last year. But it's like how last year how New York Knicks were one of the best teams in opponents open three-point misses. Yeah, let that sink in. Well, numbers are eventually going to have to come back down to the mean, right? If you were that hot last year and just by teams just awkwardly missing open shots... And eventually will come back to bite you in the ass. A lot of that has happened in this year as they give up still a lot of open three-pointers. But also last year, when he was now one of the higher 
difficult shot makers without that consistency and we're seeing it right the difference between between superstars and stars the difference between all stars and stars the difference between mediocre players and good players and good players and great players is being able to be, have that consistency and that right now his consistency isn't showing that he can hit those difficult mid-range he can hit those difficult mid-range uh, he isn't showing that he can hit those difficult mid-range shots with consistency And that is also another problem into the equation that the Knicks have. But it's not being talked about yet. See, right now, the easy scapegoats are being are being made, right? Kimball Walker, easy scapegoat, short contract. You realize they haven't brought Evan Fournier's feet to the fire yet. I just told you about Julius Randle. You realize he has his, his feet hasn't been brought to the fire yet. Can I tell you the one thing that Evan Fournier and Kimball Walker both have in common? They both have three to four year contracts. So what are you going to do about two of your players that have some of your biggest money as signed for some of the longest deals and are not panning out? And if I can see it, and if the Knicks see it, then the league sees it. So you can't bench them because you need these guys to work through their minutiae. Because if you don't believe in them, you still need them to play better. Because you need to, you need you need their trade value to stay up. I think I've done enough indirect Knicks talk for a second, right? So this is all leading into what is now NBA's biggest games of the year, right? Their Christmas Day games, the day that most eyes are on the NBA. Some eyes may be on football because NFL has decided to be the some dirtbag cock sucking sons of bitches, and they want to have, and they want to have Christmas on football. Football, I mean, they want to have football on basketball day. On, on, and you know what? I'm not having any of it. I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this, and I'll tell you again. I'm checking my list, and I'm checking it twice. I don't have to care if you're naughty or nice. I am not watching any football on Christmas Day ever. That shit is reserved for basketball only. Just like I generally don't watch basketball on Thanksgiving. Like, why are you treading on their turf, you greedy sacks of shit, you? I hope you get. I hope you get horrible ratings. So I hope you get worse ratings than your Thursday night game. I hope you do a point six. <laughs> Fuckers, that's annoyed the shit out of me with that every single year. But now we have the, but the NBA isn't annoying. They they have a slew of games starting from noon and ending at midnight. Twelve straight hours of nothing but basketball. And they start off, folks, with the Knicks taking on the Atlanta Hawks, folks. They're not gonna be in the garden. Wait. Wait a minute. Are they at the garden? I'm going to have to check and see where they're at. I actually think they may be at the garden. I am tripping. We're going to double check where these where these locations are. Right? So, but exactly who the home team is for these games. I'm not. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's do this. This is going to tell me in two seconds. I actually, I actually could have checked this a lot sooner than I, than I made it out to be. Okay. So the New York Knicks are going to be, no, 
They're at the garden. I'm tripping. So the Knicks are going to be at the garden. So the Knicks are at the garden. So we're in the Bucks. We're in Philly. We're in the lake. Oh, so we may see Kyrie actually on, on, on Christmas. I think we're going to be in L.A. for that game too. I think I had all of this backwards as, as far as where the games are going to be at. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knicks at home, Milwaukee's at home, Phoenix is at home, Lakers are at home, Jazz are at home. So I take that back. We will see Kyrie Irving, folks. <clears throat> and Lance Stevenson will be getting reunited in New York as they're going to play this game in Madison Square Garden, folks. Okay, so let's get back on track now that we got this train back. Back real. What's going on? Was that? Oh, no, that's somebody else. That's DJ Rob Brook. I thought that was, I thought that was Jay Hoodie. <clears throat> the New York Knicks are going to be taking on the Atlanta Hawks in New York. And this is basically a matchup from, even though they've played already once this season. Let me, let me let you guys understand that. But as I told you, the Christmas Day games is when the NBA has all of its eyes on them, right? It's their game to highlight and showcase their stars. Showcase their stars and showcase their biggest markets. If their biggest markets have some kind of reputable momentum, right? Decent momentum, respectable momentum. How the Knicks got here. 12 o'clock game, noon. Also, the New York Knicks are used to playing at noon. We have a lot of Sunday matinees, noon games. We're not gonna see. We're not gonna see um, Trey Young come back in this game, but we are gonna see Brooklyn's own Lance Stevenson playing in this game, folks. Trey Young is still gonna be possibly fighting through um, COVID protocol. This is a rematch from the playoffs. This was supposed to be highlighting Trey Young. This was also supposed to help cut, um, start off Christmas Day game because you know that there's going to be venom here. That venom, right? You know there's going to be venom here. They, they, they were going to be trying to. They were going to. They were going to try to to carnage each other in 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 this game. This was supposed to start off the Christmas game, but, but because of how Trey Young conducted himself in New York by having that curtain call when he eliminated the Knicks last year in the playoffs. So you know Knicks fans are ra rampant about this. I mean, when I say Knicks fans are rampant about this, like have you have you heard them lately? Like them boys are coming out the out the woodworks. And and, and you know and you already know New Yorkers, right? You already know New Yorkers. When New, when New Yorkers get to that boiling point, they, they are mad disrespectful and they coming up after Trey Young. Yo, you thought Trey Young was so good, right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Yo, you thought Trey Young was so good? Yo, you thought Trey Young was so good? Yo, you thought Trey Young was so good? Like you thought, you know what I'm saying though? Like it is bees like I'm that. I'm from New York, and you know what? Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. Like, he gets work too, but it's all about. Yo, you thought Trey Young was so good? Right? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! And that's how the New York Knicks fan base, or oh, that New York Knicks video, was probably going to be acting towards Trey Young. I wouldn't have been surprised if at some point in time you heard a fuck Trey Young chant in the garden. And you would have heard the television crew trying to bleep it out. And then you heard what the, and then you would heard, the, then you would heard the commentator crew, ah, the New York Knicks cry with some colorful words for Trey Young. You know how, you know how they do. That's the first game that's going to be at noon. Obviously, you guys know I'm picking the New York Knicks on that one, but see, I'm a homer. What the hell you expect me to do? Right after that, we're going to see a whole lot of 
green, folks. So we go, so we get, so we get some blue, as you can see. We're gonna get some red, and we're gonna go straight from red, and we're gonna go to the green. We're gonna keep it into the holiday spirit, right? And we're gonna get some Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Boston Celtics, folks. The Celtics are gonna be, the Celtics are gonna be flying into Milwaukee for that Christmas Day game, as we're gonna see the, two, we're gonna see the two-time reigning MVP and uh, and the latest champion Giannis Antetokounmpo take on the Boston Celtics and whatever the hell they have going on now. After that, we see the Phoenix Suns taking on the Golden State Warriors for the 5 o'clock game. As you guys know, again, this is this is the NBA showcasing. So again, Trey Young, star. New York, market. Milwaukee, star. Boston, market. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Alright, next up, we have the Phoenix Suns taking on the Golden State Warriors. Here... Up and coming star also with Boston Tatum. With Phoenix, you have market, you have stars, you have stars, you have market. You have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, you have you have you have Stephen Curry, and see the return of one Clayton Thompson. Yes, folks, Sugar Clay is back on Christmas Day. We have that game still in the middle of the afternoon. And as we told you that there was bad blood between the Knicks and the Hawks, well, guess what, folks? There's also bad blood between Phoenix and Golden State. Because not only are they division rivals, but we also know the long history between CP3, Chris Paul, and the Golden Trial, the Golden Child, Stephen Curry, the chef himself, the Golden Wonder himself. We know how hard they like to go at each other. Pause. So that's a game that you expect... Not only for to to see a lot of beautiful basketball, right? But you also expect it to get a little chippy as well, too. As 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 two of the stars from the lighter side of from the lighter side of the NBA are going to be battling against each other in this game. And you know, Chris Paul comes up with a guy like he's not quite light skinned, but he's kind of light. But he but he isn't that light. But he got the light eyes. So you know what I mean. So he so so he always has beef with pure light skins because he's not a pure light skin himself. <clears throat> but he wants to be. And that's probably where his problem lies. Speaking of light skins, we have the Lake Show as well, um, taking on the Brooklyn Nets. As we said, folks, this game is going to be in L.A. So we are probably, for the first time this season, get an opportunity to see Reunited and it feels so good of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Now, I'm going to have to double check and see if James Harden is in COVID protocol or see if Kevin Durant is going to have his is go, is going is going to have that ankle fixed by then. But this may be the... Damn, my chest is hurt. I got I got a pain in my chest. I ain't gonna lie. Why in my heart area? Like, right. So we're gonna get a Kyrie Irving sighting, but now we don't know if we're gonna get a sighting of the other two guys. Oh, oh, how fate has been a cruel temptress. Temptress. 
Like she just keeps doing us dirty. Gotta see her doing dirty. Why she always do us dirty? Why she always do us dirty? Why she always do us dirty? So let's do some predictions, right? Wait, before we do predictions. And then the last game, the last game, the last game is going to be the Utah Jazz versus the Dallas Mavericks. Again, stars and market. Right? That didn't even get into Lakers and Nets. My bad. I didn't even do Lakers and Nets probably. That's star and market as well. New York market, LA market. Uh, don't have to say anymore. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Anthony Davis. And the all other role players. Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, Camilo Anthony, Raja Rondo. Like we literally have a whole all-star, a whole all-star team. We have two all-star teams <laughs> in that Lakers and Brooklyn game. You can build an all-star team from top to bottom. Based off of this team right here. Not a current all-star team, but an all-star team from the past. Blake, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kevin, James, Kyrie, Carmelo, Dwight, Raja, Aldridge, Marcus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This just keep coming. Like, nothing but the hits. Nothing but the hits. Nothing but the motherfucking hits. So that game has both. And you know what's funny? That that game has both star power and location. It's the only game that's both on ABC and ESPN. The next game is only on ESPN. That Bucks celtics game, ABC. That Suns-Warriors game, ABC. Right? Sorry, drinking a blue moon. I don't drink blue moon often. I ain't know this from Golden, Colorado. Is this there? <laughs> it's not a Coors Light, but I guess it's a blue moon. <laughs> Which they do have. They do have a blue moon, and their and their mountains do start looking kind of bluish at, at, at night or during the day. It really is fucking kind of crazy. Like you should actually have to see that in person, right? But the Suns Warriors are an ABC Lakers Nets both ABC and ESPN. Jazz Mavs, ESPN. Now, Jazz Mavs, again, another one of those games, right? Again, we're talking about how NBA is showcasing their stars or their cities or their biggest markets. Again, we're talking about Utah versus versus the, the Jazz, right? Utah. If I'm not mistaken, this is Joker's team. I hope so. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm already confusing Utah and Denver. But if I'm not mistaken, it's the Jokers team. So now you get to see the Joker, who is a former MVP, come in here and, and do his Doug Dizzle. And then you get to see him on a, with the market of Dallas. That's the Texas market. That's the third largest market. So look at these markets. New York market, Boston market, Phoenix, and Golden State for that California, San Francisco... Arizona market, which is still a big-ass market, period. Then we have Cali and New York again for that market. And now, and then for the last one, we get the Dallas market. 
But we get Star Power. We get Luca. We get the Joker. And if it's not the Joker, then this is the Stifle Tower team. <laughs> oh man. But I really I really hope it's the right team I'm thinking of. And and listen, and if and if, and if it's not and if it's not Jokers that we're being that's being highlighted, then we get the defensive play of the year that's being highlighted. And his team. And what they're doing. In Dallas. That may be the one game that I miss. I ain't gonna lie. That may be the one game I miss, or by the end of the night, I am on basketball overload. I have eaten my I have eaten my weight three times over. And I'm probably just ready to pass out. I probably would have gone through a couple of segue sessions. If you know what I mean. Feeling a little puck coming through. Are you? Right? <laughs> so we go so we have a little so we gotta have a little bit all that. So unless so i probably that's gonna be probably the game that I'm gonna be bobbleheading like like they're just trying to not, not to nap all over the place, right? Now to make sure that you maximize your Christmas day, right? And you don't find yourself in any kind of sticky predicaments. You want to get yourself in the best sticky situation with Bluetooth, folks. Yes, Bluetooth. What is Bluetooth? Bluetooth happens to be a little blue pill that can give you back your throw. All you got to do is open up a pack and then head to the sack. Just a few chews. Actually, less chews than it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop. So just a few chews before you do, 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 do. Just a simple reminder, folks. Some some scientific shit. It has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So trust me when I say this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. She's going to love how you come through like a champ and come through like a champ and come through like a champ and come and come and come and come and come through like a champ. All right? Remix. Tell Missy she too much for me. Took her to the crib and she told me, eat me. <laughs> Met my girlfriend, my, told my girlfriend that she tried to beat me. All right? So she's gonna love how you come through like a chat when you brought you in advance. And if you use this week's promo code, yes, folks, this week's promo code, so you get that Christmas present ready of CPQH, Charlie Papa, Quebec Hotel. You can get your first order of blue chew for free on my tea yes folks let me yeah folks you everybody here now the only thing you got to do you got to pay some respect to the people at the post office to pay for shipping and handling i don't got nothing to do with that right you yeah yo gamo i got you b i got you shipping and handling pay that shit blue chew so you do things you need to worry about chewing it and then doing it and doing it and doing it. Wow. Now, speaking of some wow moments. As we switch around the league a little bit. Your boy went to the Jets game this past week. And can I tell you, 
I wasn't completely unsatisfied by my experience, that is. The Jets completely disappointed me like they always do. I want to let them lay me down in a pallbearer because they may drop the ball on that shit too. Right? But I ain't gonna lie. I had fun. Obviously, there was tailgating going on. Had a lot to drink. Had had probably way one too many gummies. Had a couple of joints. Had helped somebody double up on some dough. That's a really fun experience. The only thing that could have made it better is if my sugars would have been there. But you know, this 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 is this was a ticket invite from the homie, and I had no control over who's who who goes or who doesn't. But the only thing that would have made that better is if my sugars would have joined me. But we had a really good time, really good time. Alright. Now, funny thing about the game, right? And what made the game good is that the game was close. So I wasn't sitting there just soaking. I wasn't sitting there the whole time just having Dolphins fans like, ah ha ha, ah ha ha, look at the Jets guy, ha ha ha, look at the Jets guy, ha ha ha, what's up with Dolphins, what's up with Dolphins, what's up with Dolphins, I am a Dolphins, I am a Dolphins. I didn't have to worry about that shit on a super annoying level, that is, right? Because this was a game where, where we had a little bit of back and forth. If I am not mistaken, right? And my memory definitely does not serve me well. Because I was seven degrees of fucked up in this game. I think the Knicks, not the Knicks. I think the Jets actually had the lead for a very small portion of, I by golly, I am right. The New York Jets had, a, had the lead for a small portion of this game. Actually had a lead going into halftime. Where I spoke some more. So, I was able to have a little bit of back and forth. So, not only was the tailgating good, I was able to have a little bit of back and forth fun with all of the individuals that was there. And, can I tell you what my retorted butt started doing? In the middle of the game, what's going on? And, uh, and oh, oh, folks, yes, yes, yes. I mean, let, let, me, let me let you guys know. My bad, my bad. I, I just realized. But... You can call me on my cell phone because the Blue Chew Get In hotline is officially open, folks. For those that did not know, if you didn't know, well, now you know that I wear boxers so my dick can breathe. It was a thing. It was a thing. So, I'm at the game having a good time. We're going back and forth. Right, the New York Jets, they, they get a nice little interception. They they get the they, they they run that in. You know, I'm over here, I'm pumping up my chest a little bit, and out of nowhere, I just had the urge a couple of times. Not not just when that happened, a couple of times in the game, I just had the urge to get up and yell, Detroit basketball, <laughs> and I have no clue why. I really have no clue why I decided to do that at all whatsoever. But I did that several times during the game, and you had people looking at me and saying, like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Detroit's not even playing. It's not even the right sport. What is going on here? Yo, somebody gets their means in them. He's wild. Detroit basketball. 
Because that shit was funny to me. That shit was funny to me. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Right? Take a ticket from a guy that laughs a lot. And people consider one of the most jolliest people that they may know. It's okay to do retarded shit in your head. And laugh about it. Because listen, it's your jokes. Like, fuck that shit. I do retarded shit to make my own self laugh. At my own retorted shit. I'm just saying. Like, 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 you know, loosen up. Don't, 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 don't take yourself so seriously. Get retorted. Like, like that cannabis song. Retorted. Go listen to that song. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the beat any justice. I'm really not. I swear to God, I probably not even been using the right beat. But just know, go listen to that. You know what? I'm gonna have to. Start listening to that whole cannabis album again. It's been a while since I listened to some Can I Bus. <laughs> that sounds like something I asked my girl about 25 minutes into a session. Like, yo, can I bus? Like, shit. Like, like oh, no. What? Damn it. Okay. I'll keep. I tried. <laughs> ah, ski, 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 ski. To the window. Detroit basketball. <laughs> yeah, that was really a thing. After the game, we all left. You go to Tijuana taxis. I get my chicken strips with no macaroni. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, I think that's the only thing I forgot. I forgot to ask them if they have macaroni. I really forgot to ask them if they have macaroni because I was gonna have a big ass plate of macaroni. But you know what I did, right? I ordered myself, I ordered myself two things. I ordered myself one right then and there. I feel like going to Tijuana Taxi right now, ordering some chicken strips. To be honest with you, I ordered some right then and there, and then I ordered some to go, right? And then I went to me, and then I went to Publix, and I and I went to that that little Panero bread section, and I grabbed one of those Panero bread macaronis, right? Came home with that pinover bread macaroni and that Tijuana Taxi's chicken fingers. And I officially had my chicken strips with the macaroni. <laughs> oh, man. Good old time. Good old time. And you know what, though? I'm not going to lie. It was times like that that made me realize how much I really do need to go out. Right, because since I'm no longer a young buck that goes to the club all the goddamn time or goes club all the time, I realize I even need to start doing things like that to go out more, or I need to go on more vacations. Either or, if I'm not going out to the club every week or, or bars every week, I even need to go to more events basketball, football, hockey, music, things like that. I need to start transition to that time frame, or I need to start going on more vacations again. Like, cause you know, like I had my vacation times in my early twenties, and then I then I, then I stopped. Like, you know, I had that time, like I stopped. I ain't, I ain't really gone on vacation for like ten years. It's like, ah, you guys can have that shit. I'm good. I'm relax. Like I saw what I wanted to see for right now. I'm I'm in Florida trying to relax. I'm trying to learn my I'm trying to learn learn my area. I'm still seeing new shit to this day. Black Santa hashtag Black Santa. I'll be, I'll be in your streets. I'll be in your neighborhood. Ho, ho, hoin. Hit me up. You can call me on my cell phone. 
Alright, so let's switch gears, folks, right? Let's stop being silly. More events, right? I do need to go more events. I need, I, I swear to you, I swear to you, I need to catch a hockey event. But I don't feel like wearing pants. That's the only thing about it. Like, I want to go to a hockey pants, but I really don't want to wear pants. I think I, I think I don't mind wearing a long sleeve shirt, but I don't want to wear pants. You know what? You know what? I don't have to wear pants. I can wear sweatpants. Yes. And if I go to a hockey game, let me wait till like January, February. So that when I walk outside, I'm not sweating my ass off in those sweatpants in two seconds. Ooh, or you know what? Get some breakaway sweatpants. And that way, as soon as I get outside, I can hit him with I can hit him with the Hey yo coach, put me in the game move and right when I'm outside in front of everybody and they don't know that I have on uh, I don't have on basketball shorts or some shit like that underneath them, just rip my pants off like and just watch everybody's reaction. <laughs> yes. That is the move. That is the move. Since we out here telling stories, right, before we go around the league. I'm, I have a Christmas present I'm going to give you guys, right? I don't know if I mentioned this already yet. But I have a Christmas present I'm gonna, I, I want to give you guys. And it's something that I've done in the past. I may have mentioned this here on the podcast before. But if you're new here to the podcast, I'm going I'm to tell you guys here. This is my Christmas present to you. It's a little thing that I like to do when people don't, when people can't recognize you. What do I mean? I'm glad you asked. You ever are perusing around town, gallivanting in the streets, and a random person comes up to you and stops you and hits you with the seal. Sir, 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 excuse me, sir, sir, sir. I think I knows you from somewhere. And you guys are giving each other that look like, hmm... I think you look familiar. I think I may know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? And then that person starts to play the guessing game. Hey, do I know you from XYZ school? Wrong. Okay. That's their first opportunity. And I say, before you give them the the present that I'm going to give you, the gift, right, of laughter that I'm going to give you, you want to give them a good opportunity. You want to give them a good chance. That's that's what helps is the build up to really watch their wheels turn. Right? They're going to say something like, "Hey, do you know me from so and so school?" Arrgh, wrong answer. Now, if they get it right, they get it right. But this is when you when you when when you're going through it and you're just kind of like, "You know what? You you've guessed two or three times. I think it's time for us to end this charade. None of us are going to remember." Right? Like, "Oh, do I know you from so-and-so workplace? Ah, wrong answer. Two strikes. I'm a sports fan. You get one more swing partner, and there's no balls in this shit. I mean, except for the two that I have, because it's a, it's a really ballsy response that you got to need. That You got to have some balls to give this kind of response. I'm just saying. So then, they're going to ask you a third time. Hey, did you used to blah, 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 blah. Wrong answer. And then you give them a nice hold of, and, you, and, you, and you pause for a second and be like, wait a minute. I think I know where you may know me from. And they're going to lean in. 
because they can't help themselves. It's almost human nature, as if the, as, as if they're saying, "Where, where do I know you from? Please tell me, kind sir." This is when you look them dead in the face. You straighten all your expressions. And you ask them, do you watch porn? (laughs) (laughs) And you wait for their response. And I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter if a guy does it, ask you this. It doesn't matter if a woman asks you this. It doesn't matter if you're a guy being asked this or if you're a female being asked this. The response and the initial shock of that person's face that's why, this is this is the real reason why you're looking them in the eye. It's because you want to see their face. You want to see their eyes. You want to see every expression, every wrinkle in their forehead. You want to see that little that little crease in their cheek fold in, that little dimple. You want to see everything as they actually contemplate that they may know you because they recognize your monster-sized cock. Or, let me just back that up. Because they think you're important. <laughs> right? And when I tell you that this is my Christmas gift to all of you, that this is probably the best. And I'm telling you, this is something I need to share with my nieces and nephews. I, I, I don't know how I've held on to this this long. But this is something that it will put a smile on your face and it would add laughter to your day the moment you are able to use that I have used this several times and I tell you right now it has a 100% shock and laughter rate they're always shocked and I am always entertained it never fails it even got so bad one time where the young lady that I said this to she grabbed her boyfriend and said, oh my God, baby, let's go. Which told me that she must watch porn. And her boyfriend was not of the category of BBC, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday. And you guys remember to stay in the holiday spirit and get your ho, ho, ho on. And also stay mighty, of course. But definitely get, stay in the holiday spirit and get your ho, ho, ho on. It's the only way to get in the holiday spirit. We're reminded of this every single year. I, I walked up to a house doing a delivery today. On the front door, it said, ho, ho, ho. I guess. I said, how did you know? Did they share my profile with you to let you know who was delivering your package? Well, if you open that door, that won't be the only package being delivered today. Ho, 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 in. Let me stop. <laughs> Stay in the holiday spirit and continue to get your hoe on. And you use that little gift I told you, and I guarantee you, you will never have a dull moment when that scenario happens, and and also that interaction will never be it will never be annoying for you anymore, right? Because as soon as it happens, right? Because you may not recognize you you that that bulb to use it may not happen the first time they ask. 
it may be like that second time they ask, and you'll be like, oh my God, this is my moment. Ask me again. Ask me a wrong place one more time. Please. I dare ya. <laughs> and when they do, ding 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 since we're talking about being stopped in the middle of the street and while you're perusing and all over the place, let's take a journey into some of the most more interesting moments of what is week 15 of the end? No, week 14 of the NFL. Week 14? Uh no, week fifteen. My bad. Week fifteen of the NFL. Let's get back here for a moment and let's go around the league. And let's me start off with highlighting one of my namesakes, folks, because we got some tailors in these leagues that is balling. And I would like to talk about the tailors first. Because we got some tailor-made bowlers going on, folks. The first shout-out, the first big up goes out to one Jonathan Taylor. Because I'm telling you guys right now, when Jonathan Taylor comes into your town, he makes your defense look like they... They can't stop a nosebleed. Can I tell you some things about Jonathan Taylor I want to highlight? The Indianapolis Colts, let's just start there first. They beat the New England Patriots 27-17 to due to a heavy dose of running from the Taylors. So let's give you some numbers here, right? As Jonathan Taylor in this game goes for a hefty. When I say hefty, 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 I don't mean like bounty, bounty, bounty. I mean like... Hefty, hefty, hefty. <clears throat> Excuse me. Out of mercy. Jonathan Taylor in this game goes for an, uh, has another 100-yard game. How much so? Folks, he has 20... Not 22. I was about to say 22 carries. But that was about to be all. 29 carries. For 170 yards and one touchdown. With this, folks, Jonathan Taylor has officially passed Lenny Moore for the most touchdowns in a single season for an Indianapolis Colt. Or for a Colt, period, I should say. By have by, by passing by passing him now with having by having 17, he now passes Lenny Moore. Even more so. He becomes the third running back out of 21, that is, that had over 1,000 yards. He's the third running back to beat Bill Belichick entering the season with 1,000 yards. There have been 21 running backs total to come in, to face Bill Belichick while having 1,000 yards. He's only the, he is one of three to actually come away and close out the deal and actually beat the goat Bill Belichick. Billy Goatie check. Folks, 
Not only has Jonathan Taylor done that, right, become the third running back to beat to beat to, uh, to beat Bill Belichick over a thousand yards, he has also had eighteen plus fantasy football points. Folks, listen to me because if you guys know, right, that this isn't so much advice for this year, right? Because this year is one hundred percent past. Is like you you can't you can't go back in time and draft Jonathan Taylor right now. But there is daily draft. I I, I apologize. There is daily draft, and if you can find him in a daily draft, Jonathan Taylor should be a a ridiculously high commodity. Now, if you're doing a regular draft where you basically need to get this guy all you need to get individual all season, and that's who you stick with. Well, I get it. So this piece of advice I'm going to tell you is going to be for next year. More than anything. So listen to this. And this is what we like to call the mighty fantasy football tips. <laughs> Not winning tips. Just tips. Stop. Tips. Tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips, what I want is much more than just the tips. Alrighty. So, Jonathan Taylor has had 18 plus fantasy points in 11 straight games. You know why that is important or even something? Because that ties the legendary fantasy season that was put up by one Marshall Falk back in the day, folks. Yes, remember him? Remember, remember, there was only so many people that that, that had a de- had a season as good as Marshall Falk, fantasy-wise. It was him and LaDainian Thomason. And now we get Jonathan Taylor up there. Not only did he do that, folks, he has also, you know what, give me a, give me a little bit of music. Give me a little, give me a little something. Something a little heartbeat. You got something a little heartbeat? Something, something, something I, I can sink my teeth into, you know, get behind, you know, something, something, something we got in the, rap, in the lab a little bit. It's a little rough, but I like this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's money to be made, and here to be brave, and host to be slayed, and this call's being recorded. For quality purposes. I'm just talking my shit. I swear that's it. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Jonathan Taylor has also now passed Adrian. Adrian James. Adrian James. He has now eight games with 100 plus yards and one touchdown. He has also joined Hall of Famer Adrian James and Eric Dickerson and being the only Colts running backs to run for over 1,500 yards. He is also, folks, had one rushing touchdown in 11 straight games, which ties Priest Holmes in 2002. And also, a guy that a lot of people covet as the best running back in the in history. I don't. One Emmett Smith. 
And lastly, folks, in the book of Taylor. I think that's what I'm gonna call this segment. The book of Taylor. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that segment. Book of Taylor, chapter Jonathan, verse Colts. <laughs> he is also has the second most touchdowns with 31 touchdowns folks so far for a player under the age of 23 folks Jonathan Taylor is on pace of having a monstrous luxurious hall early hall of fame like looking season And I remember getting Jonathan Taylor as a rookie running back. And I haven't had the benefit of getting him back since then. But if you get the opportunity to get Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy league team right now, he is one of those running backs that you procure on your team until his wheels start to fall off. Until those wheels start to fall off, he is looking to be the most valuable person in fantasy today and I don't think that's hyperbole and I don't think that's hyperbole Jonathan Taylor as you can see has been putting up Hall of Fame numbers that are uh, that that uh, that puts him in the category of Priest Holmes, Emmett Smith, Eric Dickinson and Adrian James and Marshall Folk at that. He, he, based on what he is doing, he is in the likes of those guys. And honestly, he is part of the big reason why the Indianapolis Colts are at eight and six and sitting in their division, and why they were able to beat a New England team. That even while they have a rookie, they have a rookie quarterback. We said this here plenty of times before that they are being led by the one Billy Goat Belichick. And Billy Goat Belichick normally has a game plan for, for guys like this. And unfortunately, listen, when guys have a plan for you and they still can't stop you, that means you're a bad man. Jonathan Taylor is a bad man. He, he Easily top three running backs in the league. Easily. And when I say stuff like this, when I say top three, you know that's just me being generous just because I don't want to say he's number one right now. I don't want to get caught too caught up in the moment. But, Bonafide, top three, quarterback, running back, in my eyes, in the league, right now, as we speak. But that's not the only interesting thing that happened around the league. Yo, can I get that music back? Can I get that music back? Can I get that music back? Let me, let me get something. Get that back. Get that back. Yeah, I like how that sounded. Also around the league, folks, we had the Seattle Seahawks taking on the L.A. Rams, folks. As in, in L.A., you know what they say? If you believe, then your cuff shall runneth over with blessings. And that is exactly what is happening in L.A., folks, right now. As they take on their division rival, the Seattle Seahawks, their cup over runneth with blessings. Because, folks, we're going to have a lot of goat-ish talk. Right, a lot. We're either gonna be talking about goats or people that are going doing goat things, or people that are putting themselves in categories amongst other goats. Right, 
And that is what's happening with that in LA. As Cooper Cup has officially passed Isaac Bruce, with, who had 119 receptions, for the most receptions in LA Rams history, folks. And in doing so, he helped his team secure a 20-10 victory over the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seattle Seahawks are officially eliminated from the playoffs. And they have a losing season for the first time since, I think, Russell Wilson has been there. No, no, no. Since his first season, when he went, when he went to the playoffs with a 7-9 record. Even if they win out right now, I don't think they could do any better than 8 and. I just realized there's only three weeks left for the season. God damn. My bad, fellas. I never updated the fantasy league. I ain't gonna lie. Our fantasy league needs a new commissioner. Like, we have to do a vote or some shit. I, I, I think the fantasy league, I mean, needs a new commissioner. Somebody that has time on his hands to do this shit. So. Cooper Cup, somebody just like Jonathan Taylor, who is not not only just chasing history, but as he plays, he has slowly cemented himself amongst some of the greatest players in history as well. And they're doing it in a very short time. As you know, the L um, this improves the LA Rams to a record of 10 and 4. This really helps them out since the Arizona Cardinals also just took a loss as well. LA Rams are going to be sitting there basically kind of basically just behind the Green Bay Packers for the, for the best record in the um, for the best record in the in the NFC. Yeah. Now with this victory for the LA Rams, we know that this is what LA needs to do, right? LA needs these wins. LA needs to stay relevant. They just got a new stadium. They need to always constantly be in playoff contenders. That's what they need to do. This is all part of the package of LA. But what about Russell Wilson? Like we said, this is the first time Russell Wilson has had a losing record since his rookie season. This has been the first time that he hasn't made the playoffs in God knows how long. Is Russell Wilson out now of Seattle? And if he's out, where does he go? I'm not gonna lie to you. If I'm Russell Wilson, I try to go to Atlanta. I say fuck all the dumb shit. I go like, I know New Yorkers. You're gonna be like, oh, I can't believe how you gonna say that. But if I'm Russell Wilson, go to Atlanta. Only because I want to see Matt Ryan get fired. I want to see Matt Ryan lose his job to Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson wants to go to Atlanta and go to his baby's hometown and play there. If not, we're talking about what? New York Giants? And I don't think he wants to go to the New York Giants. They have a they have a horrible offensive line. And we heard Russell Wilson just last year talk about the, the protection problems that he has. That he no longer wants to be there scrambling and running for his life. Now we go also go there to the New Orleans Saints. Well, we see the New Orleans Saints out here doing work. New Orleans Saints has been a team that now for the for since Tom Brady has been in this division, happens to have number. We're gonna talk about how the Saints came marching into came marching into Tampa Bay and they gave ev and they gave Tampa Bay everything that they could stand and they what they had was Tampa Bay's number when they came marching in 
But we're not there yet, folks. We're not on those great individuals, folks. We're talking about these great individuals, these these, these goats, these, these young goats that's going on in Seattle and LA, folks. The Cooper Cup pass and Isaac Bruce. We got we we have Russell Wilson. We on we don't understand what's gonna go on with his future. Like I said, if I'm a New Yorker, I'm telling you right now, I know you have your hopes on the fact that it's the market. I'm t I, I get the market, but you don't have the team. You don't have the team. You don't have the talent. You don't have the protection. You don't have, you don't have the structure in, in New York to absorb him. What the Giants do have is that they could always fall back to, oh, we're the Giants and we're, we're a championship franchise and we know how to... In the dark. But if you're just being realistic and you look at it all, right, outside of the market and what his and what him or his wife can possibly do, you know what I mean? Um, can do in uh, can can do outside of football. That's the only thing that makes New York possible. But other than that, go to New Orleans. Winning makes that possible. And New Orleans is kind of close to Atlanta. And it won't be that far off. And if you win and do your thing, and that team also has a good defense and has a good offense, it has an offensive line, and they have weapons. So, if I'm a New Yorker, I wouldn't get my hopes up that Russell Wilson is coming to New York. Only because... The things that he needed to stay in Seattle is the complete opposite of what the New York Giants or the New York Jets have. They actually have all of the things on why he would run from that organization more than why he would stick with that organization. Basically, if the New York if the Green Bay Packers were the New York Giants right now, Aaron Rodgers would not would not have come back this season. And we would know for sure that he is leaving at the end of this season. That was the case. We they, Everybody sees what happened to Eli Manning. You're not going to ruin the last five years of my career when I've been loyal to you and then bench me for Geno Smith. That's your karma. Geno fucking Smith. Got some goddamn nerve. So like I said, I'm, I'm just curious. Is Russell Wilson going to be out in Seattle? And if he's out, where is he going? He could try to surplant Carson Wentz in Indy. Like, there are some places. Yeah, he can go where, like, you know what? Hey, you see, I, I know you came here with so-and-so, but I'm going to need you to dump them and come with me. And that team was going to be like, they're going to come running back, holding their hands up with their skirt in their hand. So now what did Cooper Cup do his thing, and now we're gonna, and now Russell Wilson's, and now Russell Wilson's future with Seattle is up in the air. We somebody else's future who's up in the air, but in this particular game, he decided to throw his hands up in the air and wave them around like he just don't care. As Big Ben decided that he wanted to level up in this game, he leads his vic his team to a 13-19 victory over the Tennessee Titans. Pittsburgh improves their record to 7-6-1, Tennessee falls to 9-5. And, and in this game, like we said, more GOAT shit happening. 
I'm telling you, folks, there is more goat shit happening right here than at a Jamaican festival. Curry goat. Goat head soup. Things like that. Big Ben has now moved into fifth place for all-time passing yards, passing none other than the individual that he joined the league with. One Philip, I have the weakest pullout game ever, Rivers. 6,000, sorry, 63,440 yards is what it took to pass Philip Rivers, but now Big Ben can say that he is a top five passer, dead or alive. Whether somebody passes him in history or some point in time, he can now say at least, hey, I was a top five passer in this league. Like, you understand? Like, <laughs> the person that's going to have to start passing still have to have like over 100,000 yards. And that's what we're talking about here, Patrick Mahomes. So big shout out to Big Ben. Not only is his team gets the victory, but he, but he goes ahead and moves in the um, fifth place in all-time passing leader. But let's continue with some goat shit. In this particular case, we are actually talking about some goat shit, folks. Yes, a goat shitted the bed. Who shitted the bed? Tom, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, folks. As we as we already hinted to this, folks. Tom, something about New Orleans right now. Something about New Orleans, it just has Tom Brady's number. And when he goes up against them, he just can't get right. Folks, they find the perfect way to get pressure onto Tom Brady. And as we know, with every quarterback, as we know with almost anybody that's named QB in the NFL, pressure bust pipes. And if you make that quarterback feel uncomfortable in the paint or in the pocket, I should say, then they're going to have a rough time and you can catch them off guard. And that is exactly what happened in this case to Tom Brady. Folks, Tom Brady was shut out for the first time since 2006 in week 15 against the Miami Dolphins. That night they were number one. The New Orleans Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9 to nothing, folks. But let's continue with some GOAT shit. New Orleans did that without any respectable quarterback, by the way. The Green Bay Packers, they go ahead and they clinch the playoffs, folks. Aaron Rodgers improves the helps improve the Green Bay Packers record to 11 and 3. One of the games that they lost, I think, was one of the first games of the season. I think they also lost another game after they he was out for a couple weeks to COVID. Other than that, this man has been damn near fucking perfect all gosh darn fucking season. <laughs> like, like Aaron Rodgers has been living up to his name that he is a goat and a bad man. And I'm just showing you his record of 11 and three that his team has. I haven't even pulled up his his touchdown to interception ratio again this year. That happens to be one of the lowest of all time, folks. In this game, he also happened to pass Brett Favre as the all time passer, touchdown leader, touchdown, touchdown. 
the all-time pass um, touchdown um, leader uh, um, in Green Bay history. But also, you know what he didn't do? He didn't pass him in interceptions. But nobody passes um, t- um, um fuck. Nobody passes Brett Favre in interceptions. Brett Favre basically led the whole entire league for interceptions. But you can see that he can do everything that that Brett Favre could, but without any of the risk. It's almost like Seth freaking Rollins. (laughs) That's what he kind of reminds me of in a weird way. But they get a victory, 31-30. to 30. If I'm not mistaken, I think this game went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. They did, some, they did something that I generally don't do, and that's and that's bet against Lamar Jackson. But when you're going up against Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers, like, that's just tough, period. Because, like we said, we talk about Aaron Rodgers being a bad man for real. And lastly, folks, in a little bit of goat shit... As we move from Russell Wilson to Cooper Cup to we even mentioned Matthew Stafford to Ben Roethlisberger to Tom Brady and then we get Aaron Rodgers with a little bit of sprinkle of 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 Lamar Jackson to wrap this up, folks. I don't know this what the fuck team was taking on Philly and I'm telling you, folks, watching. The whatchamacallits lose. It hurts so good because hurts is so good. What happened in this game? I'll keep trying to tell you. It happened. What happened? Hurts so good. (laughs) I, I guess I have a little bit of extra smile on my face to talk about how good Jalen Hurts is doing this season. Right? Jalen Hurts right now. Folks, he helped get his team a victory. They improved the seven and seven, and now he has his team in a playoff contention. But we've been saying this: what's going on, cycle? Like we've been saying this basically from the moment he's been drafted. We thought he was better than Tua got a tongue twister, and even as Tua got a tongue twister, seemed to be leveling up his game pretty recently. We see that his whatever game that he is leveling up, it still isn't what Jalen Hurst is, is, uh, can do because Jalen Hurst is still out here big broing him. You my son, I call you my son because. You smell like one. <laughs> you got shitty diapers. I'm going to say. But these are jokes. Jalen Hurst is out here doing other goat shit. We talked about some of the names that oh, oh that Jonathan Taylor was putting himself in the name in, in, in category with when he was putting up his numbers. We talked about Marshall Fault. We talked about Eric Dickerson. We talked about Adrian James, Priest Holmes, Everett Smith, right? Even Cooper Cup, what um the names that he associated himself with in Isaac Bruce, Ben Big Ben Roethlisberger, he is passing one of his own contemporary one of his own great contemporaries in Philip Rivers. Folks, it does not stop. We talked we, we, we got into Aaron Rodgers and a little bit of Lamar Jackson. The goatness gets for real because we go even younger and we have Jalen Hurst, folks, passing, folks, passing, folks. He is passing Michael, 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 anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, and in this case, it's Vic. He is passing Michael Vic for the most rushing touchdowns in a season by a quarterback, folks, by getting 10 rushing touchdowns. No, not Lamar Jackson, not Patrick Mahomes, not Cam Newton. 
I got you, babe. Right? <laughs> Not none of these guys. It is Jalen Hurst passing Michael Vick for the most rushing touchdowns in a season. Ten. We always thought this kid was special. I didn't know he was Michael Vick special. Good God almighty. <sighs> Folks, that is a stat in itself that can wear you out. And you know what? That's what exactly what it did. It wore me out. And I am officially done with this podcast for today. I don't know if I have anything else left to tell you guys. Like, like when you just in here... But folks, we have a bunch. As you know, we have a bunch of games coming up. Um, NFL is gonna try to have a game on Saturday for Christmas Day. I can't remember if they have a game on Friday or not. I'm not gonna be paying attention to any of that. Only thing I'll be paying attention to, paying attention to on Christmas Day is gonna be food, presents, Knicks and Hawks, Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Warriors, Lakers, Nets, Jazz, and Mavs. And AO DJ Mighty. I know you ain't just gonna let me sit here and start reading off. I uh, start reading off games again. You know what I'm doing. I'm just rambling so you can play my shit. So can you please play that shit so I can stop rambling? Thank you, B. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. You guys have no a lag. No lag. Between me and my sugars. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. I don't know if I'm high or tired. Last call for drinks. Word? Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild <sighs> night. Tired, B. Tired. My teeth! Spots. <laughs> Try to do this like a Muppet. Whew. Without you. The fuck was I about to do? I was about to check on something. I was going to give you something to, like, to go out on. I was going to say some bonus shit or whatever, but I ain't going to lie. I, I forgot. I don't think I got high and forgot. I just think I forgot. Who said that? You guys are disrespectful. Why you got to be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? But what I do need you to do is like play, drop that curtain so like I can stop, still stop rambling. Like just you don't know, make shit easy for your boy. It's always you know what I mean. My T this and my T that. My T bust your head with a baseball bat. Last night, you gave me my heart, then you tore it apart, and now it smells like a fart. 
And that's why they call it Rippin' One I sing this song so I can have some fun Last night I gave you my heart You ripped it apart Now it smells like a fart And that's why they call it Rippin' One I sing this song just for fucking fun Oh, we're still here? Ha! Remix!